Time in the saddle. My name is Ryan O'Connor. I'm joined by Jason Lint from both Olympic and Giant Cycles as we talk all things cycling. Uh, a lot of talk over the uh, past week about gearing up and holidays and shutting down. Of course, for cyclists, there's no such thing as holidays and gearing down and shutting down. Cyclists need to put the time in the saddle over these few months. Why? Because the beginning of the year carries major events, whether it's road, whether it's mountain. We've got Epic. We've got Cape Town Cycle Tour. Uh, and that is all in the space of the first few months of the year. Jason has it. Good, good to see you. Do you want me to agree with you or can I? Um... <laughs> Jason's been very good at disagreeing with every guest we've had on this podcast. But uh, it, it's important. Uh, this is, the, I guess, the time when cyclists have most time off work. Once deadlines are met, once the, the pressures of work are kind of a tick, those boxes are ticked. It's family time and it's training hard time. No, I think you're right. Going into December, the amateurs definitely kick off a proper training program, especially guys doing anything like Cape Epic and that. But from a professional cyclist point of view, often October, November area is where they take a month off and don't ride as much. Oh, do you find you, you drive, uh, ride more in this time of year or is it for you busy at work? No, normally it's it's busy. Some is busy, so generally you don't. But the days are longer. So at the mm. same time, yeah, I mean, obviously I ride more than I do in, in winter. And then for those that celebrate Christmas, because not everybody is uh, is Christian by belief, and then you'll have people that do or don't celebrate Christmas. And for me in my household, it's a massive time of consumption. We consume everything. I grew up in a household that just ate themselves into a stupor over the Christmas period and then uh, you're kind of a, trying to juggle that with uh, a, a balanced lifestyle uh, and it, it can be a hard thing to do but people are disciplined some of them only let themselves go for the period that is Christmas maybe New Year's Eve with a bit of a, a bash a couple of alcoholic beverages and then it's a slippery slope yeah it is it's a tough juggling act Especially when you've got a family and you're yeah. a family man yourself, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about what happens in the industry. I want to talk from the industry to uh, events and events uh, that happen I- in this time of the year because there's a load of them. There's a load of all over the country. We'll talk about some of those events. Um, do you find that uh, business, is is it consistently uh, good December, uh, January, uh, November, December? Because it is the time of the year when people start thinking about Christmas presents. It is. Uh, so I think what we find is we find what I call a slight drop-off on the quality of business. There's not a lot of people replacing their bikes. It's midsummer. They've already bought the bike they've got for season. And the new bikes came out back in September. So kind of, you know, September through to late October, November is where people are getting the new models. December is a lot of Christmas presents. So we mm-hmm. see an up, uh, uptake on, on volume. But it's a lot of small stuff yeah, for kids and, and kids' bikes and that socks. type of thing. Yeah. Jason, I'm getting socks for you from, from Christmas. You know, when I was younger, I never used to understand it. But these days, if somebody gives me socks, yeah. I appreciate it. I'd like that. I'm just putting that out there into the universe. <laughs> um, socks are cool. Cycling socks are awesome. And th- th- that is something we've never ch- talked about or spoken about in Time in the Saddle. Is that whoever has come up with the socks, pe- the sock people are nuts. There is some incredible design socks out there. Yeah. No, I mean, well, we did have Sean. Um, yeah, yeah, Saka, yeah. yeah. I mean, he and is so, Mr. Socks. Uh, yeah, socks is a big, big game. I think in fashion and in in sports. Yeah, is there a no go in terms of what socks to buy? Do you have a no go color? Do you look at any colors and go, "Oh, I won't do the lime green. No, I won't I do the neon." Almost pink. any color goes these days. I think if you ride in with secret socks, then you no, you, no, no, no. you, you are po- totally plot. out of the loop. Yeah, absolutely. Even road cyclists with but secret it happens. socks. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. People still do major events with secret socks yeah. on. Shh, don't tell anyone. That's why they call them secret socks. <laughs> um, okay, so from that side and into the events, um, and I see that there's quite a few the events calendar ticks on all the way through December whether it's road and mountain bike yeah. uh, people will get out there they'll do the stuff as we gear up for uh, like I mentioned the uh, the Cape Town Cycle Tour or uh, the Absa Cape Epic and uh, a couple of weeks ago I was in Durban with John Smith and his partner Shane Chorley um, and they'll be riding the, the uh, Absa Cape Epic for the fifth time together 
And I was uh, when we were ch- chatting about this in a recent podcast about um, choosing the right partner. Now, I asked John about that. I said, John, listen, tell me about choosing the right partner. He says, listen, I've only had the one partner forever um, uh, when it comes to cycling, et cetera, et cetera. It was a conversation that and he, he spoke about listening to the, one of the podcasts we had about choosing the right partner. And this is a nice time of the year to experiment, uh, November, December. Uh, not if you've entered already for the, for the epic, but with, with, with a group of people that you can cycle together with. Uh, if you've been cycling by yourself out in the roads, uh, now's a good time to try and find like, like-minded and like-capable cyclists to get out on the trails or on the road with. It's a perfect time of the year to, yeah. to, to, to find that. Yeah, sure. And I mean, the start and finish line are, are key things in any event when you've got to do it with a partner. But really, it's, it's the, the lead up to it and the, and the time that you spend together where you're really making a lot of the memories and, and having the fun. So you've got to get a good, good partner and a good crew together to get you through that. You know, I find going through summer, it's very difficult to train enough for something mm. like that with just one person. Because yeah. your calendars clash, so yeah. you know to have a bunch of different people to fill the gaps, so that you're not out there alone is is always good. Yeah. What would you say to people that, and I, this is something we we also haven't covered in the past, in case you're uh, going through our encyclopedias of uh, time in the saddles, is riding, uh, doing road training with a mountain bike. Yeah, I I, I think people should be more on a road bike on the road. Yeah to train for mountain biking to train for road biking on the mountain yeah it's just you don't get that consistency of being able to follow a program you know sure. if your coach says do 200 watts for half an hour and you get to uh, needing to go up to the blockhouse you you just get up to the blockhouse you can't really stick to any mm. any schedule so so uh, you you're finding in your circle of cycling uh, friends in mine as well that there's not one bike that ticks all the boxes. People have a road bike for road cycling. People have a mountain bike for mountain biking. Uh, if they're going to go do a bit of gravel stuff, they've got a gravel bike for that. Yeah, and some people will try to get a gravel bike for both, but mm. you know, it's one of those situations that does neither well. Yeah, so it sure. does everything, but jack-of-all-trades situation. Nice. I've recently got my hands on a Cannondale uh, uh, trail bike. Uh, actually, it's well, a gravel bike. you've seen bike. a picture. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's arrived, and I've taken it out, yeah. and it is superb. Awesome. Um, and I'll tell you what I enjoy about it is the um, and what makes it different from anything else that I've, I've, I've used, i.e. my mountain bike and my road bike, is because they found the perfect blend of the best of both worlds. It's a bike that specifically is geared for somebody who wants to take their road bike into conditions that normally a road bike wouldn't be able to get to. Why? Because mm-hmm. the tires are too thin, the setup's too dainty. It's almost like a, a, a more of a finer product, the, the road bike. They've built something with a bit more substance yes it's a slightly bit heavier but it's not as heavy as a mountain bike a and b it's not as um i don't want to say uh prohibitive in terms of holding you back but gravel roads tend to be long stretches of road um and you need something that's going to be comfortable over those long stretches of road and so weight is a massive factor and they've got that balance right and it's a huge market i don't think of um there's many other markets uh and I'm, I, I, I stand to be corrected um but the western cape we've got so much gravel yeah. we we are we, we've got gravel tracks everywhere no, exactly. When people, they want to be safe, but they want to road ride. So yeah. taking out a gravel bike and, and hitting a farm road is really the ideal thing. And I don't think there's probably anywhere in the world uh, other than uh, the odd countryside in Tuscany that you can really do as much of that as we can here. And you can use the product hard. I mean, that's what it's meant for. You, yeah. you just feel it's a durable product. And if you need to be a, for any given time, uh, the, the gravel becomes tar road. It's comfortable on the tar road, too. Yeah, and the strong introduction of discs on road bikes have meant that the gravel bikes have got discs. And, you know, that was a big gap between the old cyclocross bikes and a a mountain bike. I've noticed that there's, in this category, 
not a hell of a lot to choose from. Um, and I don't know. I mean, and I say that in, in, in reference to mountain bikes and road bikes um, and even e-bikes where you, you're, you're finding that they're blooming and blossoming and that, that section of the market has exploded. Is trail bikes still extremely niche? The gravel bikes. The gravel yeah, bike? Just from, I think, from the point of view that, you know, in the mountain bikes these days, you, you don't need to buy a bike or in a road bike. You don't need to buy a bike and customize it to mm. tweak the spec to what you want. Yeah. Whereas in a gravel bike, you still need to do that. You've yeah. got to get the closest to what you want, be it brand or, or spec, because a lot of the brands won't have a variety mm. of, of spec to choose from. And then you've got to customize it, which is fun. You yeah. Know, so that, what um, do you stock? Uh, Cannondale does a, a, a good bike and then most of the key brands that we do so at Olympic Cycles being uh, Trek, uh, Silverback, Giant, Scott, they'll all have at least a gravel one bike. gravel bike. Yeah. Um, I think Cannondale for, for the 2019 season is bringing a, a selection of them across yeah. the, the quality curve. They're really nice. Yeah. Good so. stuff. Well done, Cannondale. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. And if I say Cannondale one more time, that's so I can keep it for an extra week. So uh, Cannondale, <laughs> Cannondale. Now I've got it till December. <laughs> Two weeks. I've got it till December. <laughs> um, okay, so what happens in your life now in terms of your training? And I'll use your you as a kind of a benchmark because for those of you who don't know, Jason Lint not only is the uh, proprietor of a really, really high-end and established cycling um, uh, shop slash – I don't want to just call it a shop because it's more than a shop. It's more of a lifestyle center where you can come in and you can not only buy – the latest in cycling gear and goods but you can also just spend time with like-minded people have a great cup of coffee uh, possibly pick up a sandwich or a croissant it's, uh, it's just a, it's, it's a gathering point and I like that because shops have become more than just shops they've become gathering points of people that have the same interest and in your case it's cycling um, so you're involved in a business you're a family man and you try and get out as much as you can on a bicycle November and December are there busy times for you in terms of being out on your bike? Yeah, what we'll try to do now, so we already started this midweek Wednesday evening mountain bike ride, so we'll go out tonight at uh, 4.30 and do a loop of the City Bowl, and we'll uh, have on our Facebook page, which is Giant Cape Town, the, the road rides as well. So we'll kick off some morning road rides. So, you know, try and tie it in with both. I'm going to be out on the road. I might as well not go alone. I might as well uh, give the opportunity to mm. my friends to join me there. Is it open to everyone? People. Yeah, so we get okay. guys coming through with the bike that somebody gave them, and... Uh, slip slops and it's uh, yeah we nurse him through it so it's, it's for everybody uh, Giant Cape Town please go check out the page they're on Facebook as well go and have a, have a look and I, I like you had a, a recent meeting where you guys went up and you did a ride and then you had guys catering for afterwards to have a little uh, it was a little barbecue of some sort yeah. uh, that you had afterwards which yeah, was really and, nice and Traeger left the grill with us so if we'll Traeger try to, nice. fire it up whenever we can Traeger thank you very much every time that uh, Jason fires that up we will say Traeger and give you a mention on this podcast uh, next time just bring more meat yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, Jason, let's talk quickly about the weekend. I mentioned December is very busy. Um, it's a very busy month, and these are the things that are happening. It's the uh, 2nd of December. It's the 2018 Year End Cycle Challenge. I don't know if you've heard of this. This happens at Stonehaven on Val in the Gauteng, and it's basically a 60 and a 40K. Uh, it's more of a little bit of a fun ride, and they go out and um, yeah, have a bit of fun. It kicks off at 7 o'clock. Uh, entries close on the 30th of November, so make sure you get that in. And then the week straight after that, uh, of course, is the Christmas Cycle Challenge, also in um, – 
uh, on Stonehaven on Val, and there's also a 60 and 40 there. Then there's the Mpumalanga tour, uh, and that only happens in the new year. Then Value Logistics have a fast one in uh, the beginning of the new year, and then we start getting into things like the Malati Double 90, the 100 Cycle Challenge, etc. Uh, we are gearing up in the province now, though, for the Coronation Double Century. What will this mean? That'll mean in the next couple of days you will see hundreds of cyclists. Actually, it's probably not that, not that, not hundreds of cyclists, more like dozens and dozens because they go out in dozens yeah. uh, across uh, the Western Cape, and they they go and it's a 200 kilometer course. It's phenomenal. Uh, Dave Balez is in the same group as Alan Windy and a whole lot of advocates of cycling for Western Cape uh, road cycling, etc., and mountain uh, biking. Um, and are you not doing it this year? No, unfortunately this year I'm missing it, but uh, it really is one of my favorite events of the year. Just such a great dynamic to have a team time trial. So for those that don't know, it's teams of 12 that go off every two minutes or so and then ride the 200 kilometers with the fastest team slot in last. So if you're an amateur or slower team midday when you've done 120, 160 kilometers, you get a team of 12 guys passing you at 60 k's an hour who are going to ride in probably under five and a half hours for 200 kilometers. So you're only as strong as the person that's in the back of the team. Yeah, or six people have to get across. So it's the time of the sixth person. Have you ever done one before? I've done quite a few of them, yeah. So um, do you find that six, normally there's a group and a batch of six that will cross the line for that team? Yeah, some people go for 12 altogether. I think I've only had one year where my whole 12 team went across the line. Otherwise, we normally finish with about eight to ten people and one or two people didn't train as much as they mm. said and they hop in the sweep vehicle. Nice. Listen, best of luck. We will have hopefully one more time in the saddle before the event on the 24th of November 2018 at, uh, at Swellendam. Entries are, of course, shut and closed. Um, there is a uh, notice to all riders on their website that uh, they're still waiting for people to, to apparently sign waivers and uh, indemnity forms, etc. And you can choose your meal, your sock size, because you get a nice free pair of socks if you're in the event. And um, and it's just, yeah, it's a wonderful website, coronationdc.co.za. Uh, and it's nice to see Coronation again getting behind the double century, putting their name to it. It's been a couple of years that Coronation have been on board. And it's nice that they've uh, created this into the event that it is. Uh, so if you've uh, maybe got 11 others that are keen to do this, it's not uh, too late to start g- gathering that 11 and thinking about it for next year. Uh, of course, we've got to get this one out the way, though. Jason, listen, enjoy. What are you up to? Uh, you're away at the moment. Uh, or, or you're literally about to, to Yeah, I just uh, played for a couple of days for a friend's wedding. Um, so probably won't do a ride, but maybe Does your friend cycle? No, she doesn't. Okay, I was going to say. But maybe sneak. Like last time I went up there, just snuck a little loop at Garden Route Trail Park on the way, which might do that. Sneaky. What are you, uh, your your, your equipment at the moment? What's your pick? Uh, What are you cycling at the moment? What are you loving at the moment in terms of what you're riding? Yeah, I'm bouncing between my Santa Cruz and uh, the Giant e-bike. So between those two, and then what the, e-bike are you on from Giant? The the Essex, so the older model still. Um, although I need to to make the change, the one now that doesn't look like an e-bike. Mine yeah. still gives me away. Yeah, yours has still got that fat uh, bar at the bottom yeah. that kind of gives you away. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the new ones and uh, getting on the new ones sometime soon. We'll chat e-bikes in the very next podcast of Time in the Saddle. Weather's looking great for the weekend. Get out there, get some time in the saddle, and enjoy your time on your bike.